0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 125 of the Picos podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emelson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. Hello. And uh, this week, joining us to talk about Mistweaver talents, we've got Dresington.
1: Hello. Glad to be uh, here.
0: Yeah, so this is exciting. We've got the Mistweaver spec tree that we're going to be talking about today, along with maybe some updates to the Monk class tree that we also saw. We have all of the talents are actually in there now. There's no, no more placeholders. Um, not everything is implemented yet, but we do know what that third capstone in the Monk class tree is now. Um, but before we get into that, uh, know. you want to do a quick raid week recap?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we uh, we were back in faded Nathria, so f- you know, basically have restarted the rotation, um, and got some, we'll say, better affixes or better affixes on the fight. So the the fights, they did rotate, um, what affixes were on each fight, which I think maybe surprised some like, like some people in my raid didn't know this was happening. Yeah, I thought this was pretty well known I mean, when in they terms called of it. Like,
0: when they called them affixes, I think the assumption a lot of people had was that they would rotate like Mythic Plus affixes. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think my. Yeah. My. Yeah. So I mean, in any event, people were confused, but we had some better, we'll say, better affixes this week. Um, I had a pretty clean raid week. Like we killed everything up to Sire, um, on Tuesday, and then did uh, did our jailer mount farm, which I got the mount, which is super exciting. I can Congrats. quit the game now.
1: Congrats. Dragonflight.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I care about in this game are mounts. Um, so we're done with the the game for a little bit. Um, but no, it was it was a really clean week. We didn't we ended up killing Mythic Sire um, primarily, probably just because I think you were like when we were talking pre show. Um, we just don't like most of our raid is new ish. Also, so um, we just didn't want to put the time yeah. in. It's like gear wise, it's like whatever. Like there's what the trinkets really good in from there from him. And other than that, it's just not worth it to spend. You know. A couple hours so we blasted heroic for an hour at the end of the night and uh and yeah it was all right it was a, it was an easy raid week um still some bugs so uh,
0: creation uh, spark uh yeah. continuing to cause problems they did nerf that this week getting a little bit ahead of myself but they did nerf it it is now two Good. soaks instead of three the damage from missing a soak is reduced by 30 percent. but that's not really the real issue with it the real issue is that there's creation sparks on sire denathrius and they should just ban this affix from end bosses, to be, to be frank. They should just ban this affix from end bosses. Uh, so it interacts negatively with Night Hunters in Phase 1. They go off faster. In fact, because you have, what is it, plus 55% or 110% if you've got two stacks uh, of the Creation Spark buff, it in fact goes off 110% faster, yeah. which gives you significantly less time to have people get in your soak
1: i am so happy i'm not raiding
0: yeah it's
2: that sounds awful they're just they screw up timings on everything yeah so the
0: spark um, the soak mechanic on the sparks is also just really bad it's the only affix that like is actually really difficult to have applied to the whole raid everything else like just applies to the whole raid for free
2: yeah you have to soak it and then like i mean even even when we were doing council like we had to we just staggered dispels, and there's so much that you take into account. Of like, yeah, you can't dispel right away because we have a recital coming up. So people are going to be moving, and then when we do dispel, like I, we dispelled once right after recital, but then the the people that dance around on council came down yes. on top of where sparks were landing, and like we lost a person. It's like, yeah, you just can't you can't outplay that affix. It's awful. Although I will say for council of blood, still bugged zero after images. Yeah, on mythic,
0: I'm I, it's a feature now. Two rotations, it's a feature. Yeah, they're not going to fix that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy about that one, though. It makes Castle Bloods not a good fight either, so I'm happy for it to be easier. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Similar story on our side. We actually did our mount farm on Friday, so we only got up through Sludge Fist, but we are doing SLG and pulling Sire Janathras tonight. We actually cannot feel the full 20-player roster that has already killed Mythic Sire or even pulled Mythic Sire prior to this. So we are not expecting to kill him. Um, we are not expecting to kill him, which is kind of shitty because we're going to have two to three hours on the boss, probably, given yeah. how SLG is typically going for, for guilds. Uh, so kind of definitely in that weird space between it not being a farmed here, for sure, but also not a... Like, not a full progression tier, but we're definitely like tonight is progression on Cyrdanathrius. We are progressing with mm. Cyrdanathrius, so that in three weeks we hopefully will have remembered enough of it to actually <laughs> so, kill it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still waiting for your prediction of they'll massively nerf this this uh, this tier yeah. or this these these sort of faded raids. But yeah, I think I think, I think at this point they're pretty much done. With ner like
3: unless do- unless we
2: see some more weird stuff this week in Sanctum and like uh yeah. and eventually and eventually back in, in Sepulchre, but I think they're pretty much this is it for I, I
0: I think we are going to see more changes to Creation Spark soon. Yeah. Just, just because it- it's just the hardest one. It is it is the only affix that genuinely makes the fights harder.
2: Yeah. 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 But I mean, other I mean, other than other than that, I mean, the raid week was wasn't too wasn't too terrible. Um, it's definitely I will say that with the eye level increase over the first week, I mean, we we flew through the front half of mythic. And and so, yeah, um, you de- it definitely feels like a um, like we now have a mythic farm type set of poles, at least for the yeah. early bosses. it it
0: definitely was something last the first rotation people were like oh no we're not going to gain that much from gear because there's no tier sets and there's no this and that and we're already like i level 290 because of mythic plus and blah 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 and turns out that like between the five percent hp nerf just across the board and people getting you know 10 15 percent stronger from gear uh everything falls over turns out when the whole raid Loses effectively 20% health and all of your Raiders gain an extra 20% health. Like. It's pretty easy. You kind of blast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh it was a fun week for sure. So. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Sanctum goes coming up. We'll, we'll get more probably see mythics,
0: you know, mythic Sylvanas this week um, and see how that yeah. goes. But we're going to have to decide between doing probably mythic Sylvanas or mythic Paintsmith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Two bad choices. Too we too actually choices. so we had like a two percent wipe on Mythic Painsmith last time, which will not be it. La- if if they had yeah. had if we had raided Monday, we would have had the five percent faded HP nerf, and, oh, yeah. and we would have killed it. But we're not Monday raiders, so
1: unlucky. Yeah.
0: Um.
2: But cool. But I mean, that's so we'll 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 definitely check in. I think next week with uh with more of that raid stuff. I mean, I'm having. I will say that in general, the faded raids are fun more than frustrating where i thought i'd be more frustrated with them after the first rotation but coming yeah. back in a second time it's it's been nice just to for it to be a little bit easier a little bit more loose um yeah i'm through it so
0: it's also like creation spark is more frustrating than fun on the end bosses but it's very fun on the early bosses so it's like very by like yeah divided like on the early bosses it's really easy to do you just mm-hmm. like dispel it and then you soak it and then you do like a bajillion damage um right. but then on the end bosses you're like struggling to find good times to do the dispels and yeah. it kind of sucks uh but there's also like the kick one was a little bit of an issue the first time around just because people were losing track of it mm-hmm. um and this time around we have weak auras for it so it's complete non-factor
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah It was not, not too bad at all. So, Um, so cool. Well, I mean, a couple of quick news posts and then we'll get into the, the big part of the discussion, the misweaver tree. So there's a couple of hot fixes. I'm not going to touch on it. We already talked about the creation spark hot fix, right? They, they reduce the number of puddles you got to soak from, from three to two on the dispels um, reduce the damage of the um, if you miss it, the dot that raid gets. So quality of life change there, the two soaks makes it you know, a ton easier, I think, in terms of just at least having some coverage. On right. that. Um, they did make another couple passes on some Mythic Plus Lower Karazan. Got another round ish of changes after last week's destroying of that place. Yeah. Um, which I think to be fair, um, the one thing I think Blizzard potentially takes from this, going into like with the assumption that they'll do this again at the end of Dragonflight, right? Of like maybe bringing back sort of silly season, even though they're yep. starting this, they're starting this in Dragonflight, right? For the dungeons, right. maybe old yep. Mythic Plus Dungeons. Yeah, right. I think what they'll need to do is be a little bit more proactive in what they do from a hotfix perspective, or as a community, us just be okay with them ch- making changes every week. I think I think it's probably gonna be a little bit of both. Um, them being a yeah. little bit more proactive and us just being aware that they're gonna make changes. I think the I think the problem now is that we've asked for changes for so long where like Blizzard will spend an entire season doing nothing that when they right. make changes every week, now it's a, quote unquote a joke. But it's actually good that they're paying attention right and like updating things and like you know seeing where you know folks maybe are having difficulty and and making changes to it so
0: it is important for lower Karazan in particular to remember that when we did this in legion like 70 percent of the specs had an aoe stun and you could just like go nuts with aoe stops on (laughs) every pull in a pug Mm Mm-hmm. So that meant that Laura Kara, a lot of these things where they're removing casts or or changing them, um, weren't an issue because you just stunned it, because you just had a stun. Because like leg sweep was what forty five seconds. Leg sweep's one of the few that survived the AOE stun purge. Uh, Warriors no longer have their AOE stun. Demon Hunters still have theirs. There's like three others that existed that are no longer present. So.
1: And Warlock just took all of them and just stun yep. on cooldown like yep. a pack six times. And you're like, oh, this pack has no mechanics. Why is this so challenging?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, there are changes to the game itself, like to the classes that change how difficult the dungeon is.
1: <laughs> I, I think the, the big one for there was the whole fact that they just removed an entire mechanic from Huntsman or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Where... Back in the day, I don't remember it being that awful to see. There's just something about like maybe it's cuz I was playing with a Frost DK this entire season, but trying to see it on a Frost DK is impossible. Yeah. yeah. You're just like there's blue everywhere. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I also I don't remember it like yeah cuz I I mean I, I healed back then and too and like yeah, I don't remember it being as big of an issue. I remember the I remember being like a little bit of a you know, if you're in a pug, a little bit hairy in terms of like as a yep. hero trying to get it done quickly. Yep. Yep. right? Yep. But it never was like to the point of like, oh, man, this is awful. They should remove this. So I think um, they
0: removed it because of the weak aura. Um, for those that maybe missed it, there was a weak aura. Apparently, when you got the actual debuff that needed dispelling, but not the one that didn't need dispelling, uh, it fired like a vehicle event. And so oh, this okay. week aura would watch for the vehicle event during...
1: It, it also only worked, though, if the entire right. party had it. Otherwise, it, it would only work between people that shared it. So if if Anomaly got it, I couldn't tell that he had it unless we both had the weak aura. Right. Which made um, it mandatory, which yes. is what Blizzard doesn't want.
0: Yeah. And so I think that's why they removed it. I don't think it was like too difficult. I think it's that... Uh, people found a way to trivialize it with a weak aura, but the weak aura only worked if everybody has it, and so gotcha. you would go into a pug, and the first question for lower care would be, do you have the weak aura? And they would rather just remove it.
2: That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, that was uh, yeah, they've. I mean, they've been making a ton of changes to that dungeon, so a couple more this week. Bug fixes too. So um, the other big, I guess, change or hotfix this week was the um, was the the um, the ring from what is it? Court of Stars, right? Yeah. Um, so there, there's a ring from Court of Stars that basically uh, reads um, increase. Like when you equip it, it increases your auto attack damage by an amount. Um, yes. And that ring was apparently really good because it you know affected all like more than just your white swings in terms of. Um, yeah in terms of abilities right so it affected more than just you know that part of the ability so rather than you know going and fix it um they just nerfed the hell out of this ring um but it was best in slot for pretty much didn't any they actually player fix player it class. i thought
0: they actually fixed it maybe they didn't
2: no yeah, no the did. functionality didn't change they just brought the tuning uh way down so yeah
0: to the
1: point where you wouldn't you wouldn't want it really yeah, yeah. I think maybe yes. only like rogues might use it still. Okay, I saw yeah, something basically. on Twitter about it, but yeah, who knows if that's out of date or not.
0: So basically the situation is that if you are a melee spec, your weapon <clears throat> damage gets converted into attack power for determining your spell damage. So if you cast keg smash, that is based not only off of your attack power that comes from agility and from uh, your mastery. It... Mm-hmm. Also comes from your weapon DPS. So this ring increasing your weapon DPS was increasing not your weapon like actual auto attacks by ten percent. It was increasing your weapon DPS by ten percent, which was then buffing all of your spells. So it was actually significantly better. Yeah. By, by a ton. Like it, it effectively was just ten percent damage.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, that's now gone.
2: So a lot of people, <laughs> excuse me, were a little upset because I spent weeks or basically all week in, well, weeks if you're EU, but yeah. all week if you're NA um, in, in old quarter stars to, to get so one. So.
0: It is important to note that we didn't figure this out. Like Kojiyama, who's actually in my guild. Hi, Koji. Uh, figured this out after quarter stars went away. So if you were EU, you actually still had quarter stars and could still farm it after mm-hmm. this got figured out. But <clears throat> if you're NA, the dungeon was already gone. And the numbers prior to figuring out this bug with the item were way, way, way lower on the order of like a 1% gain for mm-hmm. a lot of specs, which means that honestly, like a lot of people didn't bother farming it because it's just not that good. And it means that you can't run the Mechagon sets, which are just easier to acquire because the dungeons are always here. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bunch of people in NA were complaining after it came out that this ring was like way better than it was supposed to be that they hadn't formed it because it wasn't supposed to be that good.
2: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the the ring itself nerfed no longer an issue, but it was just it was fun for fun for a couple days, we'll say. Um, yeah. Before before they got that fixed, though. um so cool. I guess then um, one final news thing and then we can start talking about the the main thing is there was an interview this week with Max and Ian. Um, and I don't think we are to go over the whole interview, but a couple of, I guess, highlights, we'll say. And if you guys have any, you know, chime in. But um, I, I sort of cherry picked a couple of highlights from the interview, which was, number one, um, Ian did mention that there are discussions going on about adding another B-Res to a class um ian mentioned paladin as a potential option people are freaking out that i saw literally 30 seconds later a reddit post was like paladin getting bres and dragonflight i'm like it's not exactly what ian said at all um (laughs) but no it it, uh it's looking like you know there'll be another bres class out there which will be i mean i guess interesting right like right now it's sort of Mm -hmm. free um you know you have warlocks druids and 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 dks um so adding another one not a terrible thing um I don't know if I agree with paladin being the one to get it, but who whatever they pick, they'll probably do it for themat- yeah. thematic reasons over you know yeah with, what's else in their kits. So. It's
0: also like I know you guys have this like endless crusade against holy paladins, um, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is they're bad. You know, they're bad this tier, and
2: I fucking love it. By the way, yeah, yeah
0: it's awesome. Um, this would actually be a nice bit of utility for protection paladins. One of the things with protection paladin is their utility is very kind of on off. You know, sometimes the immunes are amazing, but Blizzard has been pretty good over the past several tiers um, at just making it so immunes don't work on things. So Mm -hmm. their utility is kind of absent. Um, So them bringing a Battle Res as well would be a nice little little thing for for Protection Paladin. Uh, Also is something that like Retribution Paladin currently has no utility to speak of except for Bubble.
1: Freedom, Sack, come on. All right, Those are things.
0: From- sack is the kill yourself button.
2: Ah, you sack and then you use whatever their stupid defensive
1: is. Their version Hi, of you. karma is I or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh the, the one thing I would say about it is maybe it just like bugs me from a like dispersion of this utility stuff. Like two mm-hmm. male class or th- all three male classes having bloodlust seems like oddly redundant to me. Like give one of them a battle yeah. res. Even though Shaman has a Battle Res, but it's this weird workaround of it's a cooldown and a talent you need to take. Yeah. Um, Where I, maybe it doesn't make sense for a Paladin to get a hero, but no other male class has that. So that would be kind of neat for them to have. You don't have to bring a mage. You don't have to bring, you know, uh, a hunter, that sort of thing. Like maybe that's a direction they go with it. They give a leather user lust because there's already two male losers users with lust right now. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: From that yeah, like so dispersion. That's, that? Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 That, that's what bugs me the most about this whole like DKs and Pallies might both have battle res less so that like monk doesn't get it. It's more just like maybe give it to a, a different leather type or yeah. armor type.
0: I think there's a there's a limited pool of classes that they it would make thematic sense to give it to. Yeah. Right. It's like. You're basically looking at the classes that have heal specs, right? So hunter
1: used uh, to have it though. That'd be the one argument I'd give back in Legion with their resin crane pet. I'm
0: I'm just kidding. Like that was dumb. That was good. Like your crane pet being able to res made no sense. (laughs)
3: Like
0: that's true. Okay,
1: stocks are high.
0: There is the Kieran. You can get a Kieran pet, right? Like that makes a little bit more sense. But that's an exotic pet, which means only BM Hunter.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And so the crane was like the non-BM answer to but that.
1: By cranes cool. being able to use it and Mistweavers having invoked Gigi, oh therefore Mistweavers should get battle res. And we <sighs> just like teach the yeah. rest of the monks how to do it.
0: You know? Yeah. And also teach the hunter pets how to do it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Crane if we pets, get it, that'd be cool. Hunter crane pets can battle res, but only with a Mistweaver in the party.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're invoking our powers for their pet to do it. Yes. So they can res us when we die to a mechanic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That'd be funny.
2: But yeah, so I mean they're they're talking. I guess the other thing too that Ian did mention is invokers, which I think you you hinted at, uh Drez, is invokers are getting bloodlust uh in the next alpha build. So that, that's mm-hmm. confirmed at least the battle res piece, other than another battle res coming for some class. Um we don't know which class is getting it, but Ian did mention Paladin, so We'll see there.
1: Um. That one sort of just feels like a they're throwing more stuff at it, so people will play it and try it. It's almost like how Demon Hunters were just so busted in Legion when they first, right. like, yeah, f- were fully implemented that it's just so people do adopt it and then after that they might prune some stuff back but like maybe it never hits it to live and they just have it for this one alpha cycle so that you don't have to build a group on alpha around having a lust in it you can be playing all these new different changed classes and just have the lust in your party
0: right there's also that from a practical rating standpoint evoker is going to be what they are saying is medium ranged so it's not the full 40 yard range so it's going to be a really awkward spot i think for rating I don't think that applies so much to keys, but I think for rating mm-hmm. that's a big drawback. From the
1: healer aspect for sure. DPS, like you can kind of play in whatever range you really want to and like avoid stuff if you need it, to.
0: It limits um things like let's take Sledge Fist as an example. If you get chain if you're an evoker and you get chained to whoever is baiting the chain slam.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Then the whole range group has to move up, or you have to stop DPSing in order to go back and bait the chain slam.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure. Like it, it would almost be like how they address some fight mechanics with like what Revival does and doesn't dispel currently. Right. Like they'd probably do something like that with Evokers and just say like, "Oh, it's always considered melee for this mechanic, so it's yeah. at least more playable than yeah. what you're saying." Like if if the intended strap becomes the whole bait aspect of it, like Sludge Fist, and Sledgefish is one of the only fights. I can think of in history that has something so divisive like that like what group you're considered in where like if you're a monk and you're playing out in range for some reason it like completely changes your ability to play the fight if you want to be ranger monk instead of Mm -hmm. properly playing the class but (laughs) whatever
2: i like that yeah yeah so i guess we'll 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 see more um you know over the next couple cycles see what other other new stuff comes in. So it sounds like they're doing a little bit more than just these talent trees. They're sort of adding some some utility to, to each of the classes. So
1: It'd be cool if somebody else got lock cookies in, and gates yeah. or something.
0: Yeah. And summoning yeah. and soul stones. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. If,
1: if you could find some thematic way to spread that out, I don't know what it is. Like who okay. f- maybe monks, because we have ports. Oh, we drop down our ports. They can take, take it. They can so take where our ports are.
0: Plants get summons. Because uh, they've already got Deathgate, they're like halfway there. Yeah. Uh, mages get cookies because they already can make the the magic uh, and Sol-
2: evoker. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say evoker can get port because they already are moving time and space stuff thematically. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I,
1: I can also I see can get druids getting. As well, I can see oh. druids getting lock cookies, some version of it. They're like force feeding you some leaves. Like they just prepare like a salad and you like eat it. I don't or a tonic of some kind.
0: Yeah, True. yeah. Uh, monks getting the soulstone. Your your celestial just comes in and reses the nearest healer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Any any time our celestials get more Facetime, I'm I'm for it. I don't even
0: or care no which even one. better. Bam Lu shows up, dunks on <laughs> you for dying like a moron. That'd and be sweet. The healer.
1: Some line about too many mana buttons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Be, it'd be interesting
1: for sure but I, i'm glad they are trying to open up these raid utilities to more classes like he touched on in the discussion like doing scrolls to offset buffs might not be something that they get back to doing yeah but at least spreading things out so like it just seems like every tier you end up with like oh warlocks are insane because they bring so much damage and so much other stuff to the to the plate that yeah yeah other classes can't compete and the stuff that like mage has which is on the same armor type is like lust oh but shaman brings that yeah you you have an item to semi replace it not really but yeah like, it'd be it's cool not, if stuff's it's more
0: spread really out a replacement for raid but yeah yeah um yeah and also just other practical standpoint there is as long as they keep putting the like respawn points a million miles away from the raid bosses it is not practical to raid without a warlock. You are going to spend half of your progression time just waiting for somebody to run back and rest the raid. That and, and a whole raid to run back.
1: And dungeon grave graveyards are just so. Yeah. I hate what they did in Shadowlands, and yeah. like going back and playing Kara, like lower Kara. At least when you die after the first boss, which is sometimes part of your strat, you can go a completely different direction because like. More of the dungeons open up to you. I'm fine right. with them doing that with a central grave point, but something like mists, if you don't have a night fay, like you're just like, oh, I guess we just have to run through all the trash we used in Invis to skip anyways again, cause somebody died and can't get back to the party because there's no graveyard near us. Yeah. Cool. No,
0: that sucks. That that really, really sucks. Uh and they're they're doing more of that in in uh, Dragonflight, like the yeah. moon Dungeon that you need a miner for. Or you have to like commit bloodlust to killing a rock. <laughs> Pretty neat. Yeah. 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 Um so cool. Yeah. So we'll we'll see.
2: I mean, we'll see about the utility aspect if they get any further. But right now, just really mentioning, you know, lost to invokers and then B res to someone uh new.
1: Probably palad. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, probably palad. <laughs> you mentioned it. Um the other thing too is they did Ian did touch on communication. Um, basically, you know, with the idea that you know, there have been a couple of classes that are sorely underrepresented uh, in terms of communication from the developers. Other ones that are overrepresented, uh, like Hunters uh, and their weekly blue post. which I don't think they got one this week. Although Demon Hunters did. Oh, they, Hunters got one. Hunters, Hunters actually got one. Got one. Yeah. Cool. Um,
0: but yeah. Changes. I don't know if they got a blue post, but they got changes.
2: Yeah. Um, so Ian did touch on it, you know, and I think he mentioned the fact that like we might not be able to get full feedback, but even something as simple as like, we hear you, something's coming soon, potentially something you start seeing. So we'll see that changes. I mean, this is something we've always talked about, um, about Blizzard's just historically very bad at the communication side of things. And they've gotten, I'll say, this cycle better, but it's better in pockets where, like, it doesn't seem like it's a, like, it's a group, like a like WoW team initiative to do it. It's like two or three developers that are just very highly engaged or want to be highly engaged with the community have sort of taken right. the reins of saying, yep, I'm going to, post everything or I'm going to take the initiative to do this. So um, yeah. shout out to, to Reels and Scarzard to be fair. Those two devs are sort of yeah. crazy good at that part of it. So, um,
1: Hopefully it's a case of somebody setting the example, like breaking what the status quo was and other yeah. pockets are going to be like, oh, the community as the mo- for the most part does like hearing from us and what we're thinking through instead of yeah. just getting stuff dropped and us having to piece it together.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll, Ian did touch on it like, hey, we're going to try and do this more. Um, and particularly calling out Druids and Priests' information soon, which I think other than their initial drop of here's your talent tree, there's been zero communication either of those classes, yeah. which... Yeah, Priests
0: um, still waiting on their Power Word update. They did get a blue post. Yeah. It was telling them that they were working on a, quote, Power Word update, which yeah. they have yet to receive. Exactly,
2: exactly. So... Uh, I think that's what happens when your developer leaves the company. I'll be completely honest with you, uh, but okay. we'll, uh, we'll move on from there. Um, <laughs> so, so that's that. And then um, the only other final thing from the interview I wanted to touch on was basically actually a question Ian posed to Max, which was, what were you, what would, like, what would the community's feelings? or so really just a, a community question of what would the community's feelings be about a simultaneous release of normal, heroic, and mythic all at the same time, instead of this sort of gap that we have today, which is you'll get normal and heroic for a week and then the following week we'll get mythic um so max didn't really i mean from max's point of view as a world first raider basically just limits what they'll do in terms of like splits and things like that right um to be fair i don't think it will i think you'll still see crazy amounts of splits from them i think the difference is they're now going to shove them into one week versus shoving them into two um you know what i mean so like we still saw a bunch of splits for specific items you know in the second week this time Um, And I think you'll continue to see that even if everything's released in one week. From my point of view as a, you know, world 500 raider, um, I think it's a good change. Uh, To be fair, like, I will say that, you know, looking back on our heroic progression, you know, we basically cleared all of heroic other than the last boss within our raid time, pretty much the first week anyway. Um, And then we did kill the last boss in, like, extra time, which for us is just, like, if you're on on a Friday night and we have 10 people, we'll go. If we don't, it's like not yeah. a big deal.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so, I mean, for us, it wouldn't change what we do because we're still going to spend time in Heroic anyway um, the first week just for gear. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I'd like to know your thoughts. I mean, it, it seems like if... The only nice part about this is the ability to get early boss loot from like the two or three Mythic bosses that are just generally easier than the end bosses of Heroic. And so yeah. you sort of accelerate yeah. that part of the grind slightly by
0: a week right with a continuation of the great vault system like being able to get two early bosses like this year obviously tuning was way higher but skolex and vigilant guardian if you could clear those week one um that's a mythic vault slot that somebody gets right um i actually i don't think this would be a great idea because um for like Looking at our stuff this year, looking at how we went about getting tier sets, we were doing heroic for like a month, which is way longer than normal. Mm-hmm. Because heroic was just way more valuable. It was actually would have been a negative to have a mythic vault slot on week one, because you couldn't get tier in your mythic vault slot. Because you hadn't killed the boss yet to drop the tier. The bosses
1: right. with tier, yeah. Right, 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 yeah.
0: right. Um so there's that, but also just like heroic week is us learning the raid we aren't getting on ptr as a guild and like going through the ptr testing as a guild and figuring it out
3: Mm -hmm. we're
0: learning it the basics of the fight in heroic and um having this thing where like mythic is also that weak just puts the pressure on of like well You know, we should do heroic and then we have to do the thing where like we skip some of the end bosses and go do early mythic bosses or things like that. And, um, you know, I'd rather just do heroic on the first week.
1: I I think like to your point, it's nice as a instead of the hard heroic bosses, which might actually be untuned or tuned in some unfair way week one, which we normally see happen that you can just then go in, jump in, do a couple Mythic bosses that are a bit easier on fights you've already done on Heroic. So if you're doing it in that way linearly, it feels nice from a progression standpoint. But from a gear acquisition standpoint, as you pointed out with the vault, it might jank some things up. But that was partially offset by like, you could also get a tier from from, uh, Mythic Mythic Plus, plus, right? So that it, it reduces your chances by one, but it's not like you only have three shots at it um and you do then have the opportunity to trade some stuff that is looted later on in heroic even the end tier bosses back to it in heroic you could trade that around depending how slots line up
0: and i think sepulchre is a very weird tier to look back on for this because of how yeah miserable the tuning was like yeah vigilant guardian was not practical for most guilds to pull on tuesday of the first week um you needed more gear you needed tier and uh, then after it got nerfed, it became much more practical to do. The, but um, if you look at like Sanctum, it would have been very practical to skip doing Mythic or Heroic Sylvanas and go do Mythic, um, Terra Groot, the Eye, the Nine, even Remnant uh, with the gear you got from your first Heroic clear.
1: The only other part I wanted to touch on this, because I've helped work with the BDGG team on the World First Race stuff, um the past or this entire uh expansion like it would be nice in the sense of having them out at the same time that if they need a break from like the mythic progression they could just immediately jump into heroic week one and this is all happening when everything is new so we we have the opportunity to like build on the fights and teach people more about the fights in like a lower risk environment than like endlessly pulling a boss And a lot of viewers that come in are only watching for the Mythic stuff, right? So they might not actually know all the mechanics and know the difference between Mythic and Heroic, but that's where you can take the opportunity to explain things. So I do like it from that perspective, but it does make, like, everything sort of... Like, Blizzard has to decide, which they never do, like, what do they care about the most? Like, the actual end game and what the community ends up being interested in in the first, like, three weeks? Or um, gear acquisition for... Most of the groups are making it terrible on the high high end people. Like, no matter yeah. what decision they take, there's a pro and con to it. It's the same thing that happened with master loot, which is the community is still divided about. A lot of people yeah. that are in serious rating guilds are like, "We love master loot." If you're a healer, you're like, "Master loot sucks. I never get any loot." <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's always going to be a good and bad of this, these things. I fall on like, I think it would be interesting to have it all open at the same time because it'd be interesting to see if you can actually slam some bosses slightly under geared on mythic like yeah instead of having all the heroic gear and your power level increase that's part of what makes the first couple bosses a walkover uh in some
0: yeah period. yeah and i think it also depends like again on gear acquisition like it was just correct for us to continue doing heroic well past the point that we normally would skipping mm-hmm. over mythic for a lot of it um, not entirely but like only doing the first two or three bosses to get uh, a little bit of gear from that and instead doing heroic clears all the way up to right along. we actually didn't ever kill heroic jailer in main raid <laughs> ever um, what what, just, what just, else just I'd like shocks.
1: to see if they did something with this is just to not cap valor and conquest and all that. Like the way the system started this expansion, at least with valor made it really nice that if I don't want, or if I do want to grind outside of raid hours, I can have some benefit instead of being capped at like half an upgrade in the week. Yeah, I Cause think you can't even get max score.
0: I think capping it would be good. I think capping it would be good. I think the cap on the regular season is way too low. Like you said, half an upgrade a week feels really bad. Yeah. Um, you should be able to like at least take a myth uh, a single plus fifteen item all the way to the max from your valor every week if you max it out.
1: Oh, yeah. As as long as it's not like weapons, I do understand because you have to dump so much more into it. So maybe they don't make the cap like three k a week because yeah. that also is just a lot of content to do. But there yeah. needs to be something that better lines up with. what i can do with all the grinding i'm doing in m plus that reflects like the power level i should be gaining right if i killed this not the same amount but like put the same amount of effort into heroic
0: right um yeah and also catalyst catalyst being out sooner is huge
1: yeah that that it was a nice change as somebody that didn't do any mythic bosses and like maybe one heroic with oe because i got carried through it and that was awesome (laughs) besides (laughs) that like I've gotten all my gear from mythic plus and I've converted it. That feels yeah. so awesome for a player that doesn't want to raid or doesn't have the time to raid. So right. something like that system should come back. And they even touched on, um, the tokens coming back in, or it's like something that they're looking at bringing back, not right. in the missing. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Which are all, I think those are all great things to give, uh, players more choices about how they want to spend their time in game like we've shown we will spend the time in game if you put a reason for us to do it
0: yeah i think there's also um rather than them opening everything up week one like if they pick if they were to pick one change to make to the the raid structure for uh mythic i would rather them change the lockout system and i know max actually also covered this with with ian and Ian's answer is, so you want to do more splits. And then went on this thing about how they see Mythic as a commitment. They want you to do it with a, a committed group and they don't want right. that to change really. Um, there's a very real practical issue with that. And it is that like, if you're in a group that is normally above 20 and you have people that post out, even if you're at 22, 23 people on your roster, you can end up, below 20 for a raid night and as soon as that happens raid teams probably dead yeah uh there's just that hard cutoff, and you can't get somebody else in very easily because if they are capable of doing mythic raiding, they're probably already doing it they're probably already saved or have to not get saved to your lockout so they can go into theirs later in the week so you're limited to alts pretty much
1: the building off your point two um let's say you like normally you have like three to four extra bench players is what most raid teams aim for, for those post-out reasons. If they are pure bench players, they're never going to see the time on fights when they need to be brought in to do them. Their only experience is going to be heroic. So by opening it up a bit more, those players then have enough. Oh, my raids already happened this week for my main guild. Where can I bring this tune to now? Like, are there groups that need players? Like you can then go and learn the fights. Obviously that's like more of an idealistic world where, everybody's getting time in on fights and stuff but like in some capacity so like that's the advantage of it but i do see like the point eon was making about about it like it also if you're able to just jump in and out of fights and you're only locked to that boss but not an entire lockout then you can just drop groups if like stuff's not going easy in the first two pulls which is basically what happens in heroic and normal and stuff like that if people don't know mechanics you're just like, okay hey, this is a waste of my time right yeah so there's pros and cons to it again
0: it's it's also like I stopped trying to do mythic pugs on my alts. Um, it's just a huge hassle for what frequently happens. Like Ian was like, you know, if you are in a mythic pug and you're already safe to that lockout, that gives you a reason to stick around and stick it out and try and try and kill the next boss or whatever. And mm-hmm. having spent way too much time trying to do mythic pugs, let me tell you, Ian has a coast. Is that's not a real piece of friction. People will give you maybe they give you instead of giving you one pull on Skull X, they give you four pulls on Skull X and then the group falls apart because your healer left and nobody wants to join a a one of 11 uh, mythic sepulchre lockout. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I mean I guess I mean not to not to cut this conversation off short, but we still have two to talk about yeah, and, we and we only have 45 minutes. So yeah, I mean yeah, I, I think I, I think I think I mean I think we'll see what 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 they do. I mean maybe we see some shakeups in terms of the way they release stuff, but um I think that to you guys' point, I think there's pros and cons to to each side of either releasing everything at once or you know, shifting it and, and continuing to do what they've been doing. So yeah, yeah. Um so cool. Well, Yeah, we are now halfway through and we haven't even talked about the misweaver stuff. So let's uh, let's sort of get into it. So um, I put together sort of a a little bit of an outline of how we'll talk about it. But I guess, Drez, I wanted to first sort of open it up with like, what are your sort of just high level thoughts? Like, did Blizzard hit the mark with the tree? Are they missing it? Is this a bad tree? Are we are we the shadow priests of the world here? (laughs) Are we like, the, the resto shamans and like hunters of the world in terms of the way you, way you think the tree planned out
1: so from the other trees i've seen like the one thing i think they did super well on ours is giving us diversity on if people do want to play differently they do have options to do so granted there's probably going to be one best way to do it but there is a sooth- a way we can play soothing miss and like stand in range if you want to Again, the problem is you can't use half your kit, so why are you doing that anyways? Right. Some people choose to do it. Um,
0: th- there is some merit to that on a fight like a sledge Fist, right? If you could be considered not melee.
1: Yeah, but, but then... sledge
0: Fist and Athreus are both like you want to balance your ranged and melee groups with yeah. like even numbers. And so if you could, as a misweaver swap between those two, there's a reason to do it, even if Caster is just a worse melee misweaver.
1: Yes, but there'd have to be some way to change how the game recognizes you, and we're recognized now first as melee and then healer instead of how it used to be. Like, sometimes we were a melee, sometimes we were a healer, depending on the mechanic, um, like back in Legion, BFA, stuff like that. Right. Um, but I, I'd say the, the best thing is, like, there is a clear way you can go Mythic Plus for stuff you want to do. Now that we have uh, talents to test it, they've already started changing things, like uh, Ancient Teachings of the Monastery now has a different activator, so we're not dumping all our mana into essence font it's now more of a filler in between not getting resets on your feyline stomp it's Mm -hmm. going to be there so we can still use that ability but we don't have to just slam it and then clip it not even use it for its actual functionality but just what it's like doing just Just for its trigger which like i don't care about but whatever I i wish there was a way to skip it but i understand why no matter how you break out your points you have to take it it's just it interacts with so many other things that it, it it's kind of needed to be there just in case. Um, yeah, yeah. But th- we we do have a couple things that are just way too strong and going to be way too bonkers, and we need to they need to be tuned down in some way. Um, there's just so many things that have synergy with each other, which yes feel awesome, but we could approach Nialotha tiers of just ridiculousness, where at least back then it was all because of a board power system. This is all going to be tuned corely to us. So I'm more fearful of because of how strong it looks at the moment without things being fully tested and implemented that they might prune back a bit too much and then confuse our identity as a result of what we want to do. And we might just end up in the same spot as we are now where there's a fraction of the community. That's like rising mist is the best. We love playing it. I love doing damage and healing via that, but we're not interacting with our frames and then other players that only want to interact with their frames and don't want to hit any damaging buttons. Like mm-hmm. if one that's like the conundrum we're in, if one part of that dynamic is too strong, they might just tune it down. And then we're stuck in the middle of like, we kind of do a bunch of things pretty decently, but we're not, there's no reason to bring us like our reason looking into Dragonfly to answer your question is we're going to bring so much throughput that like any sort of rod fight, we are going to be the kings of, it looks like. And doing sustained HPS, we're going to be the kings of. We're going to bring mm-hmm. some damage that is important, and we bring a raid buff, in a sense. It's not too important, but there's other classes that are probably going to be brought. Like Brewmasters are always pretty solid. Windwalkers right. looking pretty good in multiple damage types now that they need yeah. to do, or damage profiles that they need to do. So that is way less important. So I'm glad we're getting a lot of tools to do this spreading uh, rems and hots and vivify cleave healing and kind of going to super turret manatee vivify spam mode, but it might just be way too strong and (laughs) unhealthy for the game. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I I mean, I I had a very similar, when the tree first dropped, a very similar reaction of like, this looks very cool, very good. I think they hit the mark. Um, Only a couple of gripes, I'll say. Um, And maybe this is where we sort of talk about Sort of like the bad sections of the tree. I
0: think the tree in oh. general is really... So. How about before we get into the bad sections of the tree, do you want to walk through the tree because we have not? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Tree yeah. at all. Oh, well, I've stared so much at there. the
1: tree that I'm like, yeah. oh, everyone else know, need like knows yeah. what these talents are. I have are. no like, idea know what,
0: what I'm the, talking about. This super tree. I have spent no time. I've never even pulled it up before today. So we're gonna. Yeah, yeah,
2: pull it up, pull it up. Yeah, I looked yeah. at the
1: broommaster tree like picked on the, the third day. Tree
0: side,
2: and you all can yell at me if I picked anything really stupid, but. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think we'll focus on maybe the the spec side and then the class tree side. There's really I mean, there's not too much there. So I mean, like on the spec side, I guess like you, the first eight points, you basically take a bunch of what you want, right? Or you basically take everything, right? So like, you'll end up with like our, our, our starting points always enveloping mist, and then you will take both essence font and renewing mist on the next side, just because you need to use as many points as you can. And then you'll take all the tier three ones. So you'll take Life Cocoon, just a solid cooldown. You'll take Thunder Focus T because there's a ton of synergy around that spell right now. And then the far right one is um, is a uh, Invigorating Miss, and that's just the the cleave healing from uh, right. Vivify into the Renewing Mist. So um, nothing too crazy just yet. Um, and then down from there, you'll get the new Revival Restoral Choice Stone, which is actually really interesting, which is cool. So. To be fair, this is probably partly Blizzard's like, I don't want to keep remembering to whitelist or, or yeah. you know, sort of like allow or disallow Revival to spells, but it basically changes. It's no change to the healing of Revival. What it does is one side will dispel magic effects, uh, which is Revival, and the other side, Restoral, is uh, disease and poisons, along with being able to be casted while Stunned. So you sort of pick the one that you want. I'd say in, in general, like you'll probably default Restoral actually in most yeah. cases, both PvP and PvE. And you'll pull out revival when you have a specific magic debuff, just because
0: typically the raid debuffs are going to be, are going to be magic. So yeah. Speaking um, of we have wiped to chaotic spark a number of times because of somebody pushing revival and instant dispelling them all.
2: Yes. Yes. The sparks. Yeah. Um, and then the final point in this sort of eight point piece is probably, is always going to be mastery of mist just because it gives renewing mist a second charge and, you know, basically brings it in line today. Um,
1: hopefully they sort of condense those talents because it feels weird that they're spreading it out over three, like just to get our current functionality back. I understand why, but it's a little awkward.
2: Yeah. So yeah. And and what I was saying, that whole right side of like renewing mist into invigorating into, um, into mastery of mist is all, it just turns vivify and ram into what it is today, basically. Right. Um, so yeah so it's not a it's not a bad start i mean we also have um ancient or sorry we have teaching of the monastery which is on the far left side uh, which we didn't talk about it's just the typical buff today generally we'll also be taking that in any tree um, so taking, and then like, there's healing elixir which everything uh, except for healing elixir you're probably
0: taking
3: yeah. probably
2: healing elixir in mythic plus just well no actually no i, I don't even think you take it in mythic plus it,
1: it, it's really only pvp where at least yeah. just pvp discussions for misgear is where i've seen it taken and plus you basically don't don't need it like you already have access to so many things in the class tree that make you unkillable that you don't need to spend a point here and there's just so many better things towards the bottom that you'd want to put a
0: point into right, right. there's This is one of the notes that I could see being like a casual slash leveling, like a solo player kind of talent where Mm -hmm. you just take it so you can munch an instant heal on yourself. If they
1: do move things around and move where it's positioned, because everything else that it's connected to, you can get to in a different way that feels a lot better. So maybe you end up taking it along the way to get to something that you don't otherwise have access to. But then again, that also feels bad from a choice perspective where oh, I have to take this thing just to get to the thing I really want.
0: Right. But it's also like right now, if you're out doing solo content, you don't really need Mastery of Mists. For example, um, you're never going to use both charges of Renewing mist because you're alone. Um, yeah, right. So then you can access everything that you could with Mastery of Mists by taking Healing Elixir instead. If that's a thing you care about. A lot of us that are raiding or doing keys or whatever are going to have so much gear that we can just kind of do whatever the fuck we want out in the world yeah. the so other cool.
1: thing is it doesn't auto trigger like it does in current thank god which sometimes is nice sometimes isn't like for a brewmaster you want to control when it's happening Yeah. on a monk most of the time you're just going about doing your things like if you took yeah. it as a misweaver and if it auto triggered it's the same as your curing vial going off you're just like oh cool i don't have to worry about healing myself yeah because right. it went off so
2: right yeah, so I mean, it's it the the that ceiling elixir is in a weird spot, um, but um, but yeah, it's not. I mean, I guess yeah, that's probably why they placed it there is that you can skip it if you want, but if you want to take it as sort of more of a like a outdoor content type talent, it's it's there for you. Um, yeah. There's definitely some better options for raiding mythic plus PvP or I guess somewhat PvP. I'll take it potentially, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and so yeah. So as you move to like the next section, this is so the far left side is is spirit of the or, yeah spirit of the crane now, uh, which is just what it is today. Um. It gives you mana back from your teaching the monastery stacks. So it's a, a nice you know mana re- restoration talent. Um. You've got mists of life, which is actually fairly strong uh, in its current iteration, but it basically they're, anytime they're you right. put life cocoon on someone, um. You uh, Will also uh, cast renewing mist and enveloping mist on the same target. Um, sorry, I'm going across the right here. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah.
0: So that that means that you can using life cocoon actually have three rems out. Like you can go rem rem life cocoon and have three rems out at the same time. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we should and, have more based on other talents.
1: And kits. you can extend it and all. And there's some other yeah. funky interactions that have been yeah. found out, but.
2: Yeah, it procs mastery. Yeah. So it's actually considered a... Ca- so in the grand scheme of things, currently the way it works, it's actually considered a cast of Enveloping Mist and a cast of Renewing Mist on your Life Cocoon target. So it'll proc mastery. And yeah. if you have a, do it on a person with a, if a Essence font hot on it, it'll proc mastery twice, which means a yeah. total of four procs. Because you get one from the Enveloping Mist, one from the Renewing Mist, and then double it. So it's and a, I it's believe
1: a- if you TFT into it, it procs your TFT? Or did that it, get changed? No.
2: The, well, as of last build, SI would work with it. Oh, it and was. Yeah. 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 Sorry, SI well, and TFT. I, oh, so spirit infusion. I'll use real words. That's a later term. Secret infusion. Or secret infusion.
1: Sorry. Yeah. It's all <laughs> um, the way towards the bottom. So we'll get to it. And then you'll be like, oh, that's really cool. You, you're yeah. going to like it. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so and then you have i guess to the right of that you have uplifting um spirits which is really good uh it's just it adds a hot to revival along with every time you crit a rising sun kicker vivify reduces the cooldown of revival um again with the way that rem spreading should work with some of these other talents this will be very strong in terms of reducing rem's cooldown where today it's not it's not it's good not great um or you you, you don't take con.
1: it because of the cooldown reduction currently. Yeah. You take it because yeah. of the extra healing.
0: Gotcha. Vivify. But if you have um, more rems out, you get more vivify crits because you're vivifying more targets. Yeah. Sure yeah.
1: It, it looks like we're gonna be way more caster focused. At, at least like casting vivify focus, right? Which some players don't like. But with everything else that's in the tree, like if you're not casting vivify, you're playing it wrong.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: yeah um and then so we get access to zen pulse just to the right here which is a a good mythic plus so this is an old talent from legion i believe um
0: PvP talent right now or not no i don't don't think think so so. i
2: don't think it's in the game currently gotcha um but yeah so it's uh it basically places a a hot on some on a player with mobs around them and then will proc healing and damage when that player takes damage basically um So yeah, so it's a really, it's really strong in Mythic Plus, um, you know, fairly strong in PvP, I'm assuming too. I don't PvP, so we're guessing here. Um, In raids, less useful just because there's not a ton of mobs. You want basically a lot of mobs around the person who you're casting this on. Gotcha. Um, So yeah. Um, And then we get our mana talent, so it's a life cycles, mana T choice node, um, which is what it is today anyway. I I will say that, to be honest with you, like I... the original version of this tree before we started really diving in i would say it's always one you always take this but i think potentially in today's world you actually skip this um
1: really okay yeah. you, you skip some version of a mana talent be it this yeah. or be it spirit or no. in some scenarios both okay um I, I like i i've made builds where i skip both because i just like envision not having mana problems yeah um yeah so you, you could you might get some options down in the tree because of skipping those
2: yeah yeah so back over to the left we'll sort of just take this left to right the nourishing tree node this is again um it just, it's just whatever it's more CVP. Uh, yeah but basically yeah you increases your hots on life cocoon targets and lasts an additional 10 seconds after life cocoon is gone so it is it is good but in pve you know in general pve not the not the best talent yeah um gotcha. i think it overflowing mist extremely strong um, the right of that. This is basically with enveloping mist, yeah. put an additional buff on someone every time they take damage heals them for four percent of their or three percent of their maximum HP. So on anyone, it is this, so this procs on any damage, has a 0.5 second ICD, and the heal itself can crit, and the heal is boosted by enveloping mist. It's actually it's more also, than four percent.
1: It's okay, also sorry, important 3%. to note that like this is an old Azerite trait and the Azerite trait before was just flat healing where this is percent of the target's healing which is way way better so it doesn't matter that it still has an ICD and all that sort of stuff because it just functions so much better
0: gotcha because that was the thing I remember at the beginning of BFA we found this trait we found it worked with stagger yeah so you were getting this nice flat heal with every stagger tick along with every damage event and it was just incredibly good for healing a brewmaster um that's where the icd came from is for- <laughs> yeah us for that one awesome yeah <laughs> um so this is one where because of the change from it being a flat heel to a percent heal, now it no longer matters that there's that icd there basically right yeah well, well
1: now well, it does the because- icd also got got uh, lowered from one second to a half second which okay. is very important you, you get yeah. more effective healing from it yeah right?
0: you get twice as many on the brewmaster you get twice as many uh heals literally just yeah we
2: we haven't i don't think i've tested if it works with stagger i know it works with basically spell or uh mob spell damage or just auto attacks
0: the Um, azure trait did so they would have had to have changed it to make it not work with stagger but we could we could hop on alpha later and and test that yeah (laughs) that's fair
2: um, so the next node you get is uh, is your invokes. So you either invoke uh, Yulan or invoke GG to the right of this. Standard Celestials. This will be taken in pretty much every build that I can think of. Um, There's no way you
1: don't take it.
2: <laughs> yeah. The one nice part about this now is that invoke Yulan comes with a, thir- a flat 33% reduction in your enveloping miscap cost. So you get basically third a third mana cost off your enveloping mist which is a nice quality of life change you no longer need to pair your with like manatee some sort of like innervate or even manatee right yeah um,
1: that's why we can skip the mana talents essentially and yeah. and qg you can just you don't really have mana problems when you play chigi so yeah
2: yeah um to the right of this are some buffs to zen pulse um so zen reverberation and accumulating mist i'll be completely honest i don't know what either of these things do um, but <laughs>
0: they both impulse is what they, they
2: do. Yeah, they make they make some additional illness impulse. So. They
1: also both just got uh buffed in a blue post. So there's one where like while you channel soothing mist, it like makes it better for as long as you're choosing channeling soothing mist. I think that got buffed by to like 30 or something, and the other one got buffed to like 50. Okay. So like these things have to be tested, but like you're not taking it because of the healing. You might just heal the target more to buff the damage is essentially what ends up happening
0: so this is you put this on the tank (laughs) the tank is in all of the mobs and then you just zen pulse them so that you get some aoe damage
1: yeah (laughs) and and granted zen pulse like i think it's a bit overrated like it's not going to contribute a whole heck of a lot of damage okay like you might just be better off spinning crane kicking. So you might just take Zimpulse itself and not take the bonus effects to it because right. it doesn't add too much and you have a point that you can spend somewhere better. But yeah, that will have to be seen in a bunch of testing coming up.
0: Right. Okay. Then we've got, uh, I know this one, The Sleepy Cloud, Song of Cheese. I love it.
2: I hate this talent. Gross. <laughs> I, I
0: literally will never expect this. I have seen one. I have I have seen this once, and it is when I specked it back in the Order Hall in Legion, just to see what it looked like, yeah. right? Or was it in Legion? It was a Legion talent, right? Oh, yes. I yeah, it, it, it
1: was in Legion. Um, I used it in Entorus Council when we were missing a Druid for Roots, so we DK gripped them all together and oh. we slept them. That. So that's the one time I've used it. in any form of content and it was really cool to you i i i just like i was like oh i'm all ready to do this thing like it made me hyped for the fight but that's like the only application i've seen it be used practical except pvp like cc chains
0: the the biggest reason that this doesn't get taken in pve is that it competes with ring of peace right
1: yeah absolutely
0: you you pick ring of peace or you pick this and ring of peace is just way way more unique way more valuable
1: it's a it tank it. external.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah.
2: Can't take damage if you don't get hit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: good in pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and the final one on the right here is another it's brand new, really strong rapid diffusion. So it's essentially every time you rising sun kick or enveloping mist, you apply renewing mist for six seconds to an ally in forty yards. Wait, so yeah, yeah, so it's it's insanely strong, and the renewing mist lasts either three or six seconds, depending on points. So last for six seconds, from what at least I've seen tested. Because um, this, this was just implemented this week. Like, right. Essentially, you can extend this renewing mist, um, so you can extend it using rising mist for up to twelve seconds instead of just the base six. Okay. Um, and then um, it was also was it procking mat was this the one that was procking mastery when it triggered? I forget. I think there was a different talent, but in any event, I right now, good- just having yeah. more renewing miss out is great. Um, and yeah. since it, since we'll be casting and developing probably more often than we think, going into Dragonflight, there'll be a lot of you know renewing miss out on the raid. Um, what sure. I do
1: like about this, like where it's placed and all that, is it gives the player, like as you're leveling, it gives you an idea of how you want to start playing your monk by it being triggered by rising sun kick you're like oh i didn't have that talented previously in the cl- uh the class tree oh, i'm gonna go pick true. that up yeah. i'm gonna start using this and then if you search further down the line you get rise you get to rising mist which triggers an extension on our hots when we rise in sun kick so it, it starts to piece together things where currently as you're leveling um there's no sort of fluidity to it like until you hit max level and start right. getting legendaries and other things that's when you're like oh there's this whole build of way to play Missweaver, and i think that's part of why the community is fractured on like do i play in range or in melee despite right. a lot of things gearing us towards melee so i'd like how this talent helps to reinforce that idea earlier on in the yeah. choice cycle
0: like if i if i reset the the talents that we've spent here I just go straight for that. You have to spend the eight points just reaching that point. Um, so you have to spend mm-hmm. a bunch over here, but you could be uh, level 29 and have two points in this talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it'll be, I mean, right now, just based on what we've seen, this is one of the first ones as we were reviewing the tree that we're like, this is like renewing mist, you know, spreading a bunch of hots is seems to be a gameplay direction that Blizzard's taken, the class. Yep. So, um, so, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it's it's a very cool new talent. We'll see what changes, if any, come from it. But but right now, it's uh, it's pretty strong, pretty strong. Um, all right, so we'll move quickly through some of the next ones. I'll probably just highlight the ones I think that are more important than talking about each and every one of these. Right. Um, sort of on the next row, but Elon's whisper is back. Um, so this is just the legendary. Every time you trigger Thunder Focus T, um, you get a little. F- free healing uh in front of you in your area okay yep um, this is the artifacts trade, right or did you say that this is the artifact the leg-
0: the yeah legendary. artifact trade
1: and legendary. Okay. legendary yeah sorry you're right yeah
2: um you get a choice note to the right of that which is either mist wrap or um sorry it's mist wrap or refreshing jade wind. interesting choice between the two i'll say um i think refreshing jade wind like the prioritization of that is much lower based on sort of the other spells and other talents you have around this, right? right? Um, and pretty much any content, I'll say. Um, and to be fair, this is sort of a node that I, I can foresee people skipping because, yeah. and this is actually the one gripe I have with this tree, is that the center of this tree is so well connected that you almost end up dumping a ton of points here that limit your choices to the the ends, which I think we'll talk about, like the corners, basically. Gotcha. Um, but you have Mistwrap, Refreshing Jade Wind. Mistwrap still affects Enveloping Mist the same way it does, um, so it's still fairly strong. To um, so the right that, you have Enveloping Breath. Same exact ability that's an Eidwar Celestials now. It's now you need to put a point into it. just means every time you have a Celestial out and you cast Enveloping Mist, um, Enveloping Breath will spread to up to five targets uh, in the vicinity. So again, just more that. healing. Um, Dancing Mist is back. Which basically means every time Renewing Mist is cast or jumps has a 10% chance to replicate that. Extremely strong. Um, you yeah. know, I think it uh, I, from what it'll also XP, pair though. with rapid diffusion. Yep, yeah. as those jump. Um and so it'll be it'll be nice. Um, it'll be a very hopefully nice talent where we'll have a bunch of REMs everywhere, um, all over the all over the raid. So definitely dancing mist. But sort of focusing in on that sort of spread hot-based gameplay is is good. And then the final one here is just Font of Life. Again, this was a Azerite trait. Um, it just means it's basically every time it increases Essence Font healing um, from the um, the bolts themselves, the initial heal, and then also reduces or has a chance to reduce Thunder Focus T's cooldown by one second. Um, and this will potentially be a take. It'll probably be why you cast Essence Font, I'll say. <laughs> The reduction, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one thing I wanted to add, like I'm a lot higher on common coalescence than a lot of players are, especially if we find ourselves soothing as much as we might be. So if yeah. you have an extra point because you're dropping a mana talent, you might end up putting it there because it can end up being a very substantial absorb. Granted, it's not the greatest external, like that we have baseline, but it could end up being nice in some situations like paired with other stuff. It might let you as the monk solo soak stuff instead of having to pop everything you have in your toolkit, you might just need to pop diffuse and a buffed up version of this. You can then solo soak a mechanic or something.
0: I also think people are generally too low on life cocoon as an external, like Uh,
1: for, for a tank external, it's not the best, but for any other player in a party external, it's very good,
0: right? And even for tanks, even for tanks um it's the only external that gives you effectively an immediate large amount of health i guess there's also mm-hmm. guardian spirit that does the same thing um this just like dumps a bunch of health on you and common coalescence further that like this is it's not a lay on hands but it's that same kind of thing and it is on a much lower cooldown and yeah. if you fully stack this up it is probably actually a lay on hands
1: yeah you, yeah, you over over time, if you are dedicating globals to a single target heal other players, it will stack up. Like it doesn't drop off. Like it doesn't have to be done over like a 30 second period. Right. It will just eventually stack up over time. And if you want to play around it, you can. Obviously, it's not going to feel great to just stand be like, wait, guys, I need to channel on myself <laughs> for like <laughs> yeah. 15 seconds or whatever it is to get a substantial heal. But it's right. something you can do. I like the idea of it. I like that it's not connected to a whole bunch of things that are important to to make other builds. But I like it as an additional choice if you want to move stuff around. If you're like, oh, I don't actually need Font of Life, right, for whatever reason.
0: This is also something that, like, maybe you don't take it if you're in a group with like two priests and a paladin, and they really have all the externals covered. But if your comp is more like a couple of shamans (laughs) and you and the holy priest. Then maybe this becomes more valuable because then you're kind of short on player externals, and this just makes your major external cooldown better. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think this is the one.
2: This is the only gripe I have with it, which is it's just out of the way. It's it's down at like you're you're going to end up taking Spirit of the Crane or Nourishing She to get to it, and it's (laughs) it's a two point investment. Like it's two points you can't put elsewhere.
1: So it's you, a, you would never take nourishing chi to get like maybe yeah, PvP I mean, you do it but pve it's always going to be a choice off of way uh spirit of the crane which right, feels yeah. awkward
2: yeah yeah that's the that's and that's the like when i when i spoke about like the center of the tree being so strong and like you want to spend a bunch of points in the center of our tree it's right. getting to these things to the left and even to the right like we'll talk about right. in a second yeah. that are like it just feels a little like it feels difficult to get over there we'll say right. um as you sort of spec out, but but,
1: but that that's enough on that talent. Probably, yeah, yeah, it exactly. probably got more spotlight than it needed to, but <laughs> yeah. I, I I like it. A lot of people don't. Yeah, I think.
2: Um, so yeah. So then moving on to like our final, getting close to the capstones. We have our two uh, covenant abilities coming back. So on the left hand side, you have Line Stomp, which people are excited about, and then on the right hand side, you have Bone Dust Brew, which people are less excited about, maybe. Um, Not significantly. So, yeah. So they're both back. I'd say you know. The maybe we'll take the Feline Stomp line as a whole in this conversation, but basically Feline Stomp and then the three talent points after that essentially all buff the damage and add a little bit of of healing into Feline Stomp. So it's really, to me, like this would be, this is sort of the area of the tree where if you're going into almost a, you want to only do damage to cover your maintenance healing, which is I think maybe the way I'm going to describe this going to Dragonflight, less about a caster version of Mistsweaver versus a you know, a melee version of Mystery, where it's more of like, what is your maintenance healing you're doing? Are you casting a spell? Right. Or are you doing damage? In this case, like Ancient Concordance and then, you know, Awakened Phaeline at the bottom basically allow you to, you know, sort of utilize, um, like Ancient Teaches in the Monastery and the actual, I guess, the, the healing of um, Phaeline stomp itself right. to sort of do that maintenance healing for you
0: so uh, while buffing can... your damage. I'm going to assume everybody listening knows what Phaline Stomp is. We're going to go over these two talents below it, though, because these are new. Um, yeah. The first one, Ancient Concordance. Your blackout kicks strike six additional targets uh, and have okay. an additional 6% chance to reset the cooldown of Rising Sun kick while within your Feline Stomp. Six right. additional targets is a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think the idea, though, is that it's it's based on the, um, it's based on the um, blackout kick cleave mechanic, right? It, so. It's
1: also, I believe, incorrect, like the tooltip, the okay. way it actually functions. Yeah, like it's not actually six, but okay. like this weird multiplicative stuff with your teachings on the monastery.
2: Yeah, gotcha. It's supposed to be three points, three sorry, three targets with two points. So the tooltip's gotcha. bugged on it. Ah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. three additional
0: targets. Still very good. Yes. But, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Still not not nice.
0: as insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next one Awakened Fae This incorporates pieces of the existing legendary, right? The, the Unity legendary for Night Fae. Your abilities mm-hmm. reset Fae Sump 100% more often. While in yep. Fae Line Sump, your t- Tiger Palm strikes two targets and your spinning crane kick heals five nearby allies for 15% of the damage done.
1: So though that last portion of it is new and yeah. it probably, I think it sounds a lot better than it is like yeah. the math yeah. on the spinning crane kick portion. It just like, isn't enough for you to wanting to be doing that as you're healing. Maybe if ancient teachings of the monastery had spinning crane kick as something, it would be nice, but it just currently doesn't. So like that, you might not actually spec all the way down. You might just take the point before it and skip that one
2: okay mm-hmm. yeah, we're, gonna that that right now. we're gonna do that yeah. for right now but it's uh so yeah to me i mean this is this is sort of fully going into this idea of like you want to do damage to basically handle any lighter damage in any sort of content you're doing right like i don't think this this these spells are the way that Phelan Stomp is built and these talents sorry aren't going to replace casting other spells in the monk toolkit so right. the idea here is that this is sort of your, that's why I'm saying maintenance, like this is sort of your, the group took a little bit of unavoidable damage, wasn't a big hit. You're not going to stop and cast her annoying miss or if you're just going to fan stomp, you know, hit some damage buttons and, and right. top off that group. Right. Right. So um, this is
0: like, if you look at, at the other side, if you look at the broker boss, right? This is your, I'm just going to slowly heal up the group after we take the falling damage kind of stuff. Not yeah. The, how I deal with healing the people that have the spark on them or the damage from exactly. bomb
2: going off. Yep, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of the, 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 the feline stomp side. And then if we shift to the opposite side, we'll take the bone dust brew side real quick, which is bone dust brew into resplendent mist, which is the conduit that we have today. Just you have a 50 or hundred percent chance to increase the healing uh, or sorry, you have a 30% chance. To have Gussumis do fifty or hundred percent more healing, yeah, um, it's, tr- it's
0: trash. It's, <laughs> but it's you I mean, we get to, to get the Bone Dust Brew, Legendary or Conduit. Exactly, exactly. That, that talent
1: feels so awkwardly placed; like it yeah. doesn't belong there. But yeah. they needed to tie it to something. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, yeah it's kind wild of wild idea. Whatever. What if they removed it? It wouldn't matter. Like, if it's yeah. gone, like, we're already probably not taking it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it being gone doesn't mean we're going to like bone dust brew suddenly becomes good because we can get to the other choices a point earlier. Like, the bone dust right. died is just too awkward.
0: Got you. Okay. So, the other things we've got uh, Bountif- bountiful brew, which is the the covenant legendary for Necrolords mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Uh, literally copy paste. Um, and then we've got attenuation, which is the conduit, which is primarily like the value is its cooldown reduction effect.
1: Mm. It,
0: it has the well, I don't know. Maybe that's not the case, for you guys. That's the case for Brewmasters. Is it's not. Help. It's
1: not the case for us, really. It's more okay. of like the lead by example stuff is why you would take it. Right. So if it had some sort of main stat bonus component into it instead of that, that'd be nice. Like it, I think, effectively becomes a fifty-second cooldown for us, sometimes right. a little bit lower.
2: Well, Well, they cap So the cooldown reduction is capped at two and a half
1: seconds.
2: So, and I don't know if that's if it's still capped on alpha because I this wasn't it wasn't implemented. It probably, probably um, when I tested last build, but yeah, I mean, the the reason I mean, you take attenuation in this sort of group in this sort of choice note anyway, just because Bountiful Brew being extremely random is an issue, right? It it could proc on someone that is standing by themselves, it could proc on the boss, but the boss is hitbox is massive and when you proc it on an enemy it procs the center of their hitbox so
0: it could like miss the everybody. eye of the jailer problem where uh it yeah it on the eye of the jailer and your bone dust brew goes flying off in the distance and hits nobody exactly
1: yeah the other problem with it is the healing is at 20 percent. the healing and damage is at 20 we're on live it at- it's scaled up to I think somewhere like seventy five. This is like
0: if you had an I right. level one eighty conduit. Yeah, so 8, that might
1: have to be addressed for it to be an option for us to take. Like that whole think- just section is just kind of underwhelming and underpowered. Yeah. It already isn't awesome with what we have in Shadowlands, right. but mm-hmm. the versions that they've brought over just aren't aren't. I think it. that's
0: a common issue with a lot of the conduits that they brought forward. They just brought forward the i level one eighty four one or whatever, and and need to need to bump it up to two seventy eight at least yeah yeah um but then i guess
2: so that's sort of the bonus proof side like like we're sort of saying not more than likely not going to be taken at least currently right they'll have to maybe move some stuff around buff some of it right. um things like that but then you have the center of the tree which is actually fairly strong so you have you know a choice node starting with the choice node between h and t to the monastery and clouded focus very good choice node i think this is honestly one of the more one of the best choice nodes on the tree i'll say where you could take one or the other. Um, there are yeah. there are definitely areas where you'd want to take ancient teachings, particularly if you're going down feline stomp um, and that that sort of track. And then clouded focus is very is very strong. And the, the, if you read it, basically what it says, if you don't know, it's a legendary today. But the idea is, as you're channeling soothing mist, um, if you cast enveloping or vivify, it will put a buff on you that will reduce the mana cost. Uh, by 20% and increase the healing by 20% of uh, Vivify and Enveloping Mist. And it stacks up to three times. And the best part about this is that this buff to Vivify's healing is transferred to your REM, Cleave Healing. So the idea is we already have a couple of talents that put more Renewing Mist on the raid, then you can channel Soothing Mist, cast a bunch of Vivifies, and you now have you know a massive amount of Blanket Healing. So this so- is
0: really not... You're not taking this to funnel healing into a single target. You're taking this after you ramp your rems, you soothing mist, literally anybody, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, you're going to probably channel a a tank, but like you're pointing out, you're eventually going to overheal them anyway. So you just keep on them and keep slamming that button.
0: Right. So this is something like um, I could think of a number of places like currently we have our druid ramping their hots and then they use whatever button they push that just heals everybody. flourish. yeah, they push flourish. Um, and or this is that. or anything. this is this yeah. is your own flourish. So, yeah a lot some, more so, often.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah well, just
2: on demand whenever
1: we want yeah. to be fair. <laughs> so um, I mean it's really good. Yeah. The the other important thing to note just about the choice is that Ancient Teachings has been nerf buffed by the healing being right. brought down a bit, but it having an additional activator of feline okay. stall. So right. it went from two fifty percent of your damage as healing to two hundred. Right. Um so the talent itself is just a bit less effective at doing the maintenance healing, but that should be offset by the fae talents that they're implementing at least that seems like what their goal is to right. to make it that the power level is a bit lower on that by itself but it combos with other stuff that makes it about the same
2: right Yep. yeah okay. um and then just a, I guess a, a couple more of these ones you have another choice now next to that which is jade bond which is just it's
1: not a choice
2: <laughs> yeah you take gift of celestial it basically reduces your invokes by two minutes but then also shortens their duration to 12 seconds so it's a Essentially, a third reduction in cooldown for half duration, <laughs>
0: which is
2: really good. Wait,
0: so yeah. your, Celestials gonna be a one minute cooldown? Yeah, yeah And the last halftime. Wait, so we have yeah. cooldown reduction on Celestials, don't we? Or is that on Revival?
2: Revival, Revival.
0: Revival. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So it'll be. I mean, it's 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 just a default take. Like, and that's what I'm saying is like this center line of talents is so default that like. Getting to the sides is just feels bad because they they think you're gonna take any build.
1: They have buffed the other choice on this by raising the additional healing on Jade Bond from twelve percent to twenty five percent, so that it probably still isn't enough. But if you need a really powerful CD in like a specific section of a boss, that might be the reason you take it and it also lasts double the time the problem currently with how our celestials work is you never there's no real damage pattern that lasts 25 seconds that you want to be using it the entire time you're usually using it for 8 to 12 seconds so that's why on top of the reduced uh cooldown from gift of uh gift of the celestial like it's almost like the perfect talent which yeah okay which sucks in yeah. some, some regards.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just, uh, I guess, a, a couple more more highlights is we have S- Secret Infusion, like we mentioned earlier, right below that, uh, which basically just every time you use Thunder Focus T, it, depending on the spell you buff with it, you get a additional buff to a stat line. So if you, like, buff Enveloping Mist, you get crit, um, you know, 10% crit. If you buff, you know, Renewing Mist, it's 10% haste. So it's a, you know, just a very good... You know, you're gonna be casting Thunder Focus D every 30 seconds anyway, at least sometimes sooner. It's you know 10% of a stat of your choosing. So right. Um okay. it's really good. Uh, and then to the right of that, Misty Peaks, which I believe is also a brand new talent. Um every time renewing mist heals, you have a 10% chance envelop enveloping mist for three seconds, which is That's just deep. just additional healing. Uh it's affected by misrap. So it'll be, you know, 30 or 40 percent additional healing, depending. And wow. it's just okay. generally really strong. Um, and this is
0: something that's also going to scale with the number of renewing mists that you have out exactly yeah exactly. you have a bunch up from rapid diffusion from whatever this one's called uh dancing mists then suddenly you have enveloping mists on a ton of the raid so like my question we'll get to this i guess at the end but is this like nihilothic corruption kind of stuff we're, like, we're
1: getting towards it.
0: Mists, enveloping this and Renewing this on the uh, whole raid?
1: N- not the whole raid, no. Okay. But a large portion of the raid to the point where because of the way our HOT works and it jumps once it's healed somebody and goes to somebody else, the quicker we can top person A is the quicker we get to the next person and then the next person and the next person. And as Enveloping mist is procking on people, it further helps heal them quicker. So then our HOTs keep jumping, have more of a chance to spread, and then everybody's covered in HOTs eventually. Yeah. Or at least have had a HOT throughout this period of time.
0: This looks yeah. crazy. This looks really good.
2: Yeah. And then the only, I guess at the bottom we end up with two very fun talents. You have Rising Mist. You have a choice now between Rising Mist and teaching... Oh, sorry, and Tear of Mourning, which I'd say really, again, is not a choice. I don't think Tear is strong enough in terms of like yeah. what it provides. So you're generally going to take Rising Mist in, in most cases if you're down here.
1: Um, I understand and, why they paired it together, but like you're saying, it rising miss is just ninety percent of the time you take it for what right. they're trying to accomplish a similar thing.
2: Right. Exactly. Um and then to the left of that you have Invoke, or you have uh yeah, um yeah, invoker's invoker. delight, which is it did get a nerf. So a, a slight nerf. So it, it basically is the invokers it is today, so it's 33% haste for 20 seconds. However, if you do take the celestial reduction it reduces that 20 seconds to what is eight seconds, I think is what they said. Yeah. Yeah. So it used to be amazing because you'd have 33% haste for basically 20 seconds every minute. Yeah. (laughs) But it was one of those things, as soon as you see that on, as soon as you test it on alpha and realize it doesn't reduce the duration, you're like, they they have to do something because it's way too strong.
1: Yeah. Getting a class bloodlust every minute was...
2: Yeah. Is a little too crazy. There
1: was no way they were letting that go through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So I, I mean, so that's sort of, I think the highlights, I think we, we might've missed a, a handful. Like I think there's an upwelling and focused thunder choice node that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Right. But, um, but I think in general, like, like what you're seeing, and this is sort of my biggest issue, I guess unison too is another capstone, which we don't, we're not even going to talk about cause it's just terrible. Yeah. Um, but Come but man. my it's yeah, kind of, but I think my biggest issue with the whole talent tree is we sort of think about this. Is it, At the bottom, you have Rising Mist and Invoker's Delight as capstones, which in general, the way that these trees are broken out is you can basically pick one or two capstones depending on how their talents break out. And those are two very strong ones. And it means that if you want to get to the left to take, you know, Feline Stomp, you're giving up a bunch of stuff in the middle to move points over there and stuff that regardless of the type of content you're going to do, you're going to want to take anyway. So in my mind, while the tree has a bunch of strong things in it, they're so focused or so sort of condensed in the center of the tree that like there's, in my mind, there's like one build pathway and then there's a bunch of concessions you make to take something you may want to play because you think it's fun, right? And like to take Phelan Stomp, you're probably dropping Rising Mist, which I guess makes sense, but like to be fair, sort of sucks, even in Mythic Plus, or you're dropping like Invoker's Delight, which seems really bad to drop. Like I, I almost think like... That whole invoke to, you know, um, to the cooldown reduction, give to the Celestial to invokers is, like, almost a mandatory thing that you take in almost any build. yeah. Um, right. And then you sort of build around that, which is, you know, you're in the middle of the tree already, so breaking to the left and the
1: right is is difficult. I, I think um, it would be helped if, like, SI, for instance, instead branched off of Ulan's. Like, th- right. they could move some yeah. things around a bit. So that it it doesn't feel like, cause you almost always want to take a secret infusion. Yep. Like, so it being directly in front of invokers just makes it like, Oh, I do want to take this no matter what anyways. So you're going to like, there could be some things fixed by shifting it around. Like, I think for the most part, the talents we've gotten are great and do help paint a picture for how we want to play, which has been a bit confusing for players um, since the legion rework. Mm-hmm. But there there is still some work to do. Like I i would like to see, like, for instance, the Essence Font stuff moved closer to where um Ancient Teachings of the Monastery is, like Font of Life and Upwelling at that choice node be like on the left. Maybe right. um maybe see Yulon's Whisper switch with uh Essence Font or with uh Font of Life, like mm-hmm. where okay. they're positioned on the tree, and then have Secret Infusion brought under it as a choice or not a choice but an option like it might open up the branching a bit more which from there it can branch into um that mastery talent i can't remember its name right now uh resplendent business like that yeah. might that might make it so i don't have to take bone disparate if i do want extra mastery healing because it being locked behind that feels bad some players might want it
0: right there's so one thing i'm noticing as i look at this is i went through kind of the the we're getting infinite renewing mists build right i picked everything that was related to that and i picked what i had to in order to make that work and you end up with like three talent points left and so that basically let me reach feline stomp but not take the additional stuff beyond that and this is one of the things where like you don't necessarily need the stuff below feline stomp if you're in a raid um because you're not, like, you don't need the yeah. in a lot of raid encounters. And at the same time, you don't need the infinite renewing mists in keys. Uh, so maybe you sacrifice a bunch of that stuff in order to make, uh, in order to pick Phalan Stomp. And the Phalan Stomp, you know, bonus effects below that. But yeah, one of the I, issues I, is that sorry. on the on the left side, there's these, like, talents over here that you just, like, aren't taking. And that makes it harder to reach Phelan Stomp. Like, I... Yeah. I don't yeah, and like I think whisper in order to reach fayline stomp.
2: Yeah and I, and I think that's a function of some of those talents being like the tree like the talent trees themselves being a mix of content. So like to me yeah. like the fu- the the nourishing chi and even common Coalescence, lessons which we spent a lot of time on those are those are definitely I think to me like pvp things that people would want to pick up. So right. you're already like in that mind you're sort of that's the function they hold. The problem is though is it I don't know in pvp if you want feline stomp. So like you sort of end there and then you go in an entirely different direction. So it's sort of, yeah. that's what I'm saying is like, I don't think there's bad talents on the tree. Like I think everything probably has its place. Yeah. Other than the soothing mist talent that's at the bottom that we didn't even talk about peaceful. mending. Yeah. But, um, but uh I, I think in general, they just, the positioning can be better, you know, break up the middle a little bit, shift some things like to the left and the right sides and sort of strengthen the fact that you want to take a, a wider view of the tree. Cause today you could, Back down the middle and get everything you want like everything you could want um or you have you are specking down the middle because everything's so strong and you can't get to the stuff you want on the sides right
1: to, right. to um, what you mentioned about the life cocoon talents and how you that's like all you want for pvp like your, yeah. your choice for that stops there because feline stomps below that's yeah. where i think you could swap the feline stuff and the bone dust brew stuff just port them to the other side of each other because from my understanding bonus brew is a lot better in pvp than other con like it's very useful there to Mm -hmm. do additional healing so just that itself makes a more logical decision making and then it it might open up the right side of the tree a bit more to get to phalan's stomp because we're already taking rapid diffusion so we don't have to go and take more awkward things to get to it in some weird way yeah
2: yeah yeah no no for sure but i I mean I think I think overall the tree itself does offer some is is fun like it's it's not like it's not the doom and gloom tree we thought like it's not the <laughs> hey this yeah. is gonna be terrible like I think they're at each talent point other than peaceful mending I think there is like an actual like thing you'd want to you, the reason you'd want to try and take it right? right um I think the only thing that frustrates me are some of the soothing like is really peaceful mending and even you know calm and yeah. lessons in general and unison actually to be fair those two um because and this will be my one thing about soothing mist is that it's such a slow gameplay option in a game that is now no longer slow right like the idea of like taking unison and taking you know peaceful mending and even taking which we didn't really talk about the 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 class tree but taking statue jade serpent yeah. statue like, yeah. that gameplay is so slow in terms of, like, you heal a single target. Even with Unison, you heal two targets, which isn't great, right? Yeah. Over a slow trickle over eight seconds. Like, healing today is not done that way. It's done very quickly because it's either bursty or there's a lot of damage going out, or it's done over a longer period of time where you don't want to spend time casting a, like, long channel. Pe- like, I don't right. know. Maybe it's just me, but, like, uh, I don't want
0: there- to sit there... It's a cost. Yeah, I don't
2: want to... S- exactly, and, like... Like there are stuff you may need to dodge from. You can't move in channel soothing, so that's going to break. Um, yeah. And to be fair, like the clouded focus buff itself only lasts while you're channeling, which I think maybe they should change. Like I think they can make soothing mist interesting if you're able to do other things while channeling it. And those Honestly, other things, the big be... thing is probably just movement, right? Well, yeah. I, I mean, movement's one of it to me, but I think the other thing too is it would be interesting if there was a world where. Soothing mist was something that just the statue did, and you had an activator for it. So you spent a GCD to get it on something. It lasted a little bit longer than eight seconds, but then it replicated some of what you were doing. Like if yeah. you cast Zen Pulse on someone, it replicated a Zen Pulse on that person. If you casted Vivify or whatever you know whatever the buffs are that can, that can occur with it, it also sort of mirrored or mimicked that. Because I think soothing mist in general is just too slow of a gameplay and i think the only reason that we are even considered talking about it is because clouded focus is so good
0: (laughs) right Right. and i think that's like that's the kind of talent that makes the opportunity cost of sitting there and channeling for eight seconds worthwhile right exactly it it gives you such potential burst that you're like Mm -hmm. willing to deal with that cost of sitting there and and channeling for eight seconds and there's really very few other scenarios where you're okay doing that
1: like even in current content like uh i've spammed the a lot of keys at the beginning of this season like i swapped two clouded focus because of how much random damage there are in older dungeons along with like how heavy the damage can be that it does see a lot of i've found a lot of use for it where i can't rely on ancient teachings of the monastery right? that's why i like it paired as a choice because you get mm-hmm. to direct where you're pumping a lot of extra healing right. to okay. instead of just hoping it cleaves onto somebody right um but like one thing maybe it would be like could be implemented but like why not just add the movement portion of it onto fo- uh, thunder focus tea if you consume it with it you get like i don't know versatility and you can uh, channel it while soothing like just give us more reasons to just be smashing that button like maybe like thunder focus T. Just, like just you me. might never use it but the niche scenarios where you use it i, I feel like they don't want to make a baseline so i think it has to have some sort of gate yeah. to it like,
0: I guess if it's baseline, the issue with it being baseline is that it's basically paying a mana tax to make all of your spells castable while moving.
1: Yeah. Is Which, yeah. from the uh, class tree, we now have Vivify that's castable while moving because it's instant cast. And it's right. buffed up by 40%. So all of that helps feed into the sort right. of build we're painting. Um, but yeah. if you do take clouded focus, it makes the uh, instant cast Vivify redundant. Because Doothing yeah. Mist already front loads your healing right for vivify so it doesn't really matter to take that point but we we have a lot of great stuff it it is awkward like anam saying just fights are no longer designed for you to sit there and channel multiple globals into somebody right but i think they're trying to make it there's like slower gameplay where if you want to take it if you're only a heroic raider it might be a viable option you can kill bosses with it if you want to stand in range like that's what it feels like it's there like yeah. the, the lower down the tree talents the capstone for instance the unison it is
0: it is very strange looking at this tree and seeing how much of the tree is dedicated to basically to almost dead abilities in soothing mist and essence font
3: where yeah. like yeah.
0: they were obviously hugely important to the legion rework and they have slowly been getting extricated from the actual abilities that you push while waiting like you only push yeah. essence in some cases, to turn on other talents. Yeah, basically, that's as far well yeah. as bad, it's always been that's, bad. But it has. It looks pretty terrible. Ability.
2: Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, can it's handle
0: it faster. So that's cool. true.
2: We can <laughs> with with uh, with thunder focus. They did add that. I, yeah. I mean, I think the my only final point on the tree. I think is it looks really cool. The 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 interesting thing to me is with all the rem with all like the replication of hot's ideas of like dancing mist and you know yeah. um rapid diffusion. It's actually starting to feel a lot like um, Hellfire Citadel, basically End of wad style Missweaver, which is, to be fair, like one of the one of my favorite times of playing Missweaver. And so it's it's interesting that that's like this was a route that I think in my sort of Wowhead post that I that I wrote was like maybe they'll go this way, and it's like a pipe dream of like seeing something like this. And They're sort of it's up. starting to. I mean, it's starting to yeah. feel a lot like that in terms of you know the idea of as a healer. Our focus is on you know spreading our hots over the course of a raid as best we can, and then blasting with like Vivify or you know setting up some sort of ramp, which is a interesting part of the gameplay. Um, and they've also kept intact though that damage focus piece of it, which I think is cool. In yes. Faeline and and sort of ancient teaching still be there, um, but I think to be I guess so that's sort of I'm excited about it. I think the only thing that I'm going to try and do this whole entire of expansion is kill the idea that you should never be outside of melee range right the idea is like as a misweaver you just sit in melee range and if you happen to cast the majority like the maintenance healing that you do is mostly cast then you're a quote-unquote caster and if the maintenance healing you do is mostly just kicking and punching through ancient teachings and feline, you're right. just a, a melee healer but i think that's going to be the biggest distinction that i think you we should you should look at from a misweaver perspective is like what is your maintenance yeah. healing and then what are your bursts going to be
1: and like yeah you should always be standing in melee doesn't matter whatever. If you're kicking or casting, you're
0: in melee, yeah. right? Because um, you still have to you have to use Rising Sun Kick for a number of different triggers,
2: or yeah. or to stun or to interrupt because we get an interrupt now. Like right. all yeah. of that occurs, yeah. all of that occurs while you're in melee. So I mean, like the majority of what you're outside of just healing things or doing damage things you do are going to be things you want to be in melee to do anyway.
1: Right. Um, yeah, so. No. the one the like biggest thing that like stood out to me about the talent tree overall like I feel like if you're a good mistweaver, you can utilize a lot of these talents to an extreme degree like there's more skill expression in our tree that's available just like the like moment to moment decision making on like how you're going to use your thunder focus T because secret infusion is now back am I going to go to crit am I going to go to verse do I get the second rise and sun kick or do would I rather benefit from a stat here like a different stat than verse. Like there's different things in the tree that you can show like as a player how much better of an understanding you have of the class as a whole and play it better than just like, oh, I'm not interacting with frames. I'm putting out hots, rising sun kick. RJW's on. I repeat the cycle. I hit Fallen Order. Like all that, even though it did a lot of healing, like taking the top performing monk to like the 10th top performing monk they're playing basically the same way. It's more of a like, did you get better RNG on your Fallen Order?
0: Right. Hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, notable absence from the tree, Fallen Great. Order. I
1: I wanted that reworked into like uh, Ulan. That's what I was spouting about the entire time on Discord. Okay. Like some version of it. Like just make Ulan better in that way. But I'm, it's fine. That it's gone. gone. Yeah. Fallen no, it,
0: the Backstreet Boys did not did not come back. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I, I would have been fine with getting no covenants, honestly. Like
0: I, I would have too, actually. I would have been fine not seeing any of them. I think that they didn't have, at least on the Brewmaster side, they wanted to give us a cooldown and they did not have a lot of options. So that that really motivated Weapons of Order coming back, I think. Yeah. Um, that's the topic for a future episode.
1: And yes. we are a little
0: bit over time. So we are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, thank you for joining us, Drez, to talk about the Mistweaver talents. And this yeah, is thank you, man. really exciting. There's like a clear role I see that you know, as we're looking at comps for Dragonflight, we could see Mistweaver fitting into where they are going to like have a lot of potential throughput just all the time, kind of like uh, beginning or end of uh, Sanctum, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so very exciting. Looking forward to seeing how that pans out in Dragonflight. Hopefully, it doesn't get gutted um we'll see
1: yeah i I have about two hours more of notes of like this is how they should probably change us so we're not fully gutted and still usable but it's yeah yeah Yeah. it's a lot it's It's spooky potentially
0: (laughs) but um that is going to be it for the show today thank you all for watching and or listening and if you enjoyed the show and you want to support it and the work that we do over at the Pika serenity you can do that over at our patreon at patreon.com slash randy and of course come and join the discord uh brew lounge reverted back to its i think at this point natural state of being f1
2: baby Uh,
0: anomaly making the rare appearance in brew lounge to talk f1
2: yeah i said hello i said hello earlier my boy max won
0: crushed it today so i don't know who max is um world champion
2: world driver champion max verstappen Come on, my friends.
1: The debatable championship. The goat.
0: The goat, by the way. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) that is going to be it for the show today. Uh, Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.